Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you as a parent gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard dive into a topic that will challenge, encourage, and inspire you as you parent your teen. Let's listen in. Mark, let's talk about getting a new perspective on <laughs> conflict, age-old conflict in the house. I tell you what, don't people just love conflict? Oh, sure. I look forward to uh, yeah, it. Yeah, we run away from it like the plague. <laughs> you know what? And and this is what I've learned is that when we run away from those opportunities of having conflict with the child, we miss some of the greatest teaching opportunities that are before us. Now, does that mean everybody is supposed to like conflict? Well, no, but conflict is a precursor to change. There you go. And if you want your child to change, which I think everybody does, you know, you want them to grow up. You don't want them to remain 10 years old when they're 16. You want them to move along in life. You want change to happen. It will happen at points of conflict. If your relationship is intact, when you encounter conflict, you'll get through it with your child growing, with them understanding perhaps a new side of you and seeing the need for you involved in their life, and they will move on to a good place, better prepared to make that next step into that transition out of home when they turn 18. Let's talk about getting a new perspective on conflict. Um, a lot of homes are just a battleground all the time. Yep. And and they remain a battleground because people don't look at the opportunity that they have before them to, to move it to a good place. It's always heads hitting each other. It's always these verbal tirades that are happening. It's accusations being thrown back and forth. It's disrespect happening both ways. Or it's a child just kind of just, you know, kind of bearing down and go, okay, I'll just deal with it another three years and then I'm out of here. And you do lose perspective. That's right. In the midst of an emotional battle, I mean, you lose perspective. And so that's why it's important to set some standards before it becomes emotional so that when it does, you can hold on to that which you know is true. It's really hard to uh, take a look into the future and say, how is this ever going to turn out for good? But we have to take that approach. Well, it is. It's all. You know, I mean, the Scripture says all things work together for good for those that love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. Okay, I know that, that most parents listening to us love the Lord. And I know they're called to his purpose. Well, one of our purposes that he wants for us is to treat our kids as he treats us, to train them up in the ways of the Lord so that they may know him and in the process may walk toward them and they're prepared for their kids. It's almost a, it's almost the movement of life as it continues. It's part of God's plan. And, and if it is, and all things do work together for good, regardless of what happens, then conflict is a part of that and a good piece of it that takes the tapestry of our life, that takes those chapters in our life and makes them flavorful so that it brings out the color in the other good things that happen within our life. You've challenged us to think of conflict as being good, but doesn't conflict kind of build a wall between us? It, it can. It can do that if you never resolve anything in conflict conflict. But most of the time, conflict and how you act throughout conflict, 
you know, will determine the type of relationship you have with your child later. It can deepen the relationship. We've always thought that conflict is something that we stay away from somebody. We never walk toward them. Well, what it's saying is, is that God is not big enough to get through this conflict. And I go, do you really believe that? Mm-hmm. Do you really believe that God cannot walk us through conflict and get us on the other side? With God, all things are yeah, possible. Yeah. Do we always have that situation where once conflict comes up, walls are built and we just hush, we go pout, we go throw a fit and we go, okay, that's it. I, I can't believe that that's a part of life. When I look at Scripture, I see a, a God who says, you know, let's get through this conflict, let's get on the other side, and we're both going to be better off for it. You talk about acknowledging the teen's viewpoint when there's a, a, a we'll call it a conflict. Maybe it's a fight, but we'll yeah, call it a conflict. Yeah, it's a better yeah, word, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think you do have to acknowledge that. I mean, that's a sense of respect. Respect is what comes out of a relationship. Your child will change because of the relationship with you. They are moving away from your authority and moving under God's authority. The whole point of moving them from total dependence to independence is to shift that authority. I mean, and and then we shift it. Well, as they're as they're coming under God's authority and leaving ours, I I realize that they will only change because of the relationship that we have. And so respect is a part of that relationship. I want to say to a child, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, and I understand it. But I don't agree with it. Hmm. And so we're not going to follow that path right now. But I want to keep talking about it. Now, most kids will say, now, wait a minute. Then you don't understand it. Because if you understood it, you, you would agree you with me. Way, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and I'm telling them, no, no, I understand. I just don't agree with it. Well, I, I mean, and that's where two heads kind of hit one another. But that's where because of the relationship, a child will say, you know what? I'll follow what you say because I love you. And that's what I'll do. You know, so I want to make sure that I'm listening and I, I turn an ear to my child and go, I get it. I understand. Now, when, if they're badgering me, no. I need to know what standards I'm going to hold. I need to know what I believe in so that when we come to those conflicts, I can say, you know what? You've got a good point. There. And there's, then there's times that I go, you know what? I've, I've listened to you. I'm going to change my mind. I think we ought to go with what you're saying mm-hmm. because that empowers them. If I, if I shoot my child down every time they come up against me, then they will never know how to resolve conflict later. They will never think that their voice is being heard. I want them to know people will listen to you. And so by, by saying sometimes on these smaller issues, you know, you're right. Let's go with that. It empowers them. It moves them to a place where they can go, okay, I get it. There is a point of having discussion and conflict because if they always get shot down, there's no reason to talk right, anymore. Right, they give so, up. Then they'll become deceitful, mm-hmm. and then they'll go off and do it on their own without mm-hmm. including me. I want them to include me. Do we have a responsibility to help them see the consequences of the position they're taking? Absolutely. If you've got a child that's drinking a little bit and, and uh, gets a DUI and or uh, you know is acting unbecomingly of what you desire for them, you say, if you continue to do that, these are the consequences for doing that. And you, you say it in such a way so that they understand that when it happens— then there's no question that they chose it. It empowers them. But the flip side of it is they understand that this is what I did. It's my fault. It's not mom and dad's fault. That's part of that transfer. I'm letting them assume responsibility for their life. And it's going to come up at points of conflict. I tell my child, if you ever get arrested, 
you're going to sit in jail for a few nights. I'm not going to come down and bail you out. Now, that's a tough one. Yeah. But I want my child to learn now. I'd rather have them learn, as I've said a million times before, in jail than to learn in prison. And so they know that. I communicate that beforehand. And that prevents putting the relationship in jeopardy when, you, when you're in conflict with each other. It is. So that when they call, I can say, oh, son or sweetheart, I am so sorry you're in jail. We talked about this, didn't I we? I am so sorry. Yeah. I'll be down there. I'll come down and see you tomorrow. <laughs> you know, and they're going, why didn't you come get me? I told you that, that, I mean, this is your choice. This is what you chose. And, and so I think in some way I'd let them know that beforehand. Some healthy results of good conflict? Absolutely. You know, you have the chance to understand your child better. Voicing what matters to you and your family is important. This is the time that you get to share your values and beliefs. Maybe they can change our mind. Maybe we're the ones wrong. Well, we might be. You know, it's it's amazing to me. Sometimes I think the rebellious kid's the healthiest one out of the whole bunch. (laughs) I mean, he may be rebelling against something that's wrong. And you know what? I might be wrong. And so looking at that and saying, okay, let me, let's spend some time talking about that. It may be a good thing. Mm-hmm. There's possibly a chance to see your own blind side and at the same time have an opportunity to love your child in a different way. And, and if you're wrong, to have them love you in a different way as well. That's going to bear fruit for a long oh, time, a lifetime. Will. You know, yeah. and here's the thing. The, the last one here that I think is a, is a healthy result. It's a preparation of learning how to encounter your next conflict. Oh, good. Because there will always be conflict sure, in your life. Sure. The way I've worked it out with mom and dad, it's going to work for me in life in That's general. That's right. right. That's right. We survive on the generosity of people. And as a nonprofit, Heartlight and Parenting Today's Teens exist to meet the needs of parents and teens in a broken world. And I don't have to tell you of all the platforms we've developed through the years to reach more and more people in need. So we count on folks like you to support our work. We help you, and hopefully, you can help us. And whether that's a monthly gift, a one time gift, or donation of anything, We use it all to promote and expand the capacity of the ministry to parents and teens. The pandemic caused us to have to put on our creative caps to come up with ways to raise more funds. And out of that creativity came the VIP events, special events that would include fishing trips and special entertainment, getaway excursions and specialty dinners and unique opportunities. Two things happened from these events. We raise the much-needed funds for the ministry, and we get to spend time with friends and donors and parents and alumni and others that have an interest in our life's work. To find out more about these events and how you can participate in these memorable opportunities, please visit heartlightvip.events. That's www.heartlightvip.events. We would love to see you at one of these special events, knowing that our time together is helping change the lives of families everywhere. You know, Mark, as we talk with the teens, it it models for parents how to listen to your teen, too, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, I I think that's always a 
a big thing for parents. Learn to listen. Quit talking so much and start asking questions. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have this thing that, that I'm always asking questions, but the other side is I don't share my opinion, right. which is hard for most people to believe because <laughs> all they do is hear me all the time. But I don't share my opinion to kids unless they ask. I give them the responsibility for that because I want them to learn how to do that. And I, so it's basically teaching them how to talk, if you will. And so here's little Erin, who's a, a drama queen. I mean, she has offended just about everybody around her. And now she's finally realized by working through conflict, I can get on the other side of this and be different. Now she's excited about it. So conflict doesn't bother her. Most of the kids that are with us learn that conflict is a good thing. So when they encounter it, they just go, okay, well, let's talk this through. Let's figure out good ways to get to the other side of it. I think we all ought to do that in some way so that it doesn't drive a wedge between us. What she's learning now at this age is going to serve her the rest of her life. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's conflict. I mean, she was a sour, sour girl when she first came to us. Think about it. Nothing but conflict with family, nothing but conflict with friends. I mean, she's a darling little girl, but she struggled through. And had she not embraced the conflict, she would have never learned how to get on the other side. Hmm. You know, conflict is an amazing way of producing hope in our life Hmm. because we know we're going to get through it. God promises that. And if we know that, if we just stay engaged with somebody, it's going to come out okay because God promises that it will come out okay. But in the heat of the battle, we just lose that perspective. You've got to keep perspective. You know, once you lose that or you're afraid of that conflict, then what happens is you start acting off of your emotions. I don't want to act off emotions. And so if I become emotional when somebody's done something wrong or they've made me mad or I have a conflict, I stop. I go, you know what? Now's not a good time to talk. If my child comes home drunk, then is not a good time to talk to him. Wait until the next day, not the next morning at six o'clock where you say, get out of bed. If you come in yeah. late, they've got to hang up. You wait until they can recuperate as you would a friend and then say, let's sit down and talk and not be afraid. And if you don't know the answer to some of their questions, just say, yeah, I don't know that answer yet. I want to think about that and I'll get back with you. And don't let uh, your anger simmer the whole time that you're waiting. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, you can visit parentingtodaysteens.org, heartlightministries.org, or markgregston.com. Join us back here tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.